When I was a kid, if we wanted to know if someone liked us or not, we would go out in the yard, find a flower, uh, maybe a daffodil or a dandelion, and uh, we'd bring it inside and we would start to pull off the petals and we would say, she loves me, she loves me not, she loves me, she loves me not, she loves me. And then when you got to the last petal, that was the petal that determined whether she loved you or not. And that is how you made the decision. It was, it was scientific, it was airproof, it was a, a tight and, and, and very logical way to figure out uh, what decisions to make. And you know, when you're a kid, that's a fun thing to do and, and it's helpful. But unfortunately, as you get older, that approach doesn't work very well and you have to start making decisions in life. And you know, as we're in this time of quarantine and, and we're coming out of it and we're, we're looking towards the future, uh, a lot of has changed during this time, and maybe for you, your job situation has changed. Um, there's relationships changing. There's uh, financial issues changing. There's uh, school issues, and there's work issues, and all these different things that may be changing, and you're going to have to make decisions about. And so this morning, as we gather large, and we want to connect small in, in our circles and, and talk about these things, uh, I want to focus in on that, that point of life that we have to make decisions and, and uh, the challenges that come with that and that really reveals about who we are in, in this issue of making decisions. So the question as we go into scripture and ask God to speak to us is, how do you know you are making the right decisions? How do you know that you are making the right decisions? So before we go into God's word, let's pray and ask him to speak to us. Father God, you are awesome. Your ways are good. And Lord, uh, we know that you've told us, even in, in James, the, the book that you inspired to be written, that if we ask you, that you'll be generous with, with wisdom and, and understanding. And we need that today. Lord, I pray that you would give peace and, and that you would give a sense of, um, uh, of your hope today for, for those who are watching as we gather together. I pray that whatever they're going through, whatever challenges are in their life, that they would know that you are with them, that you are for them, that you love them and desire to be part of their life. Uh, Lord, I pray that as we look to these words, that they would speak to us clearly. And Lord, that we would grow and mature in our, in our walks. And Lord, maybe even start a walk with you today. And so Lord, I pray that you'd bless this, use it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be looking at James chapter 3, starting in verse 13, just to give some context of uh, the first two chapters. James has really been uh, asking the question or really defining the question of, of what your choices, uh, how they impact your life and, and how we are uh, to consider our words and our actions and how they line up with our faith. And, and he's really aligning this idea or, or this teaching how that it is so important for us, it is so important for us that if we claim to be followers of Jesus, that we're actually following him and that we're living like him and, and that we're living into that truth. And, and at Gaten, we say we want to be disciples who make disciples of all generations. And James is really saying, if you want to be a disciple, here's what that means. Um, you can't say you're a disciple and then do the very opposite opposite of what Jesus would have you do. And so James is living into that through these first three chapters. He's really uh, asking some tough questions and bringing about some tough truths that, that I think will be beneficial for us when we receive them and when we live them out. And so James chapter 3 verse 13 begins, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. And so James is living into this, the importance of wisdom in life. 
And wisdom, as we know, is different than knowledge. Uh, in many ways, wisdom is the sorting and the applying of knowledge. That you may know things, but it's how you interact with those things. It's what you do with that information that reveals your wisdom. And so James is saying it's not about necessarily what you know. It's about what you do with what you know. And he continues on in verse 14. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it uh, or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder in every evil practice. And so James is saying there is a type of wisdom that's earthly. And basically an earthly wisdom says, in light of who I am and what I want, I will determine what I will do. And so in light of who I am and what I want, I will make my decisions. And so as we deal with the issue of our work and our job, in light of who I am and what I want, in regards to school or relationships, in light of who I am and what I want, in regards to how I spend or use money, in light of who I am and what I want, uh, in regards to uh, my purpose in life, in light of who I am and what I want. And so James is saying, if you have earthly wisdom, if that's what you decide to be your guiding post, your, your focus, the thing that gives you clarity that you follow and, and you, you take action on, that he, he gives a warning. And he says, if you follow this, if you follow earthly wisdom, it leads to chaos and it leads to death. And so he's warning those that are hearing this, that are reading this, that be very careful about where you're getting your wisdom, where you're getting your application, how you're sorting out knowledge, how you're understanding the world that you live in. He goes on in, in verse 17 to give um, a positive perspective. He says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And so here James is saying in, in, this wisdom begins with a perspective from God. And so it is in light of who God is and what God says, I will make decisions at work. In light of who God is and what he says, I will make decisions at school or in relationships. In light of who God is and what he says, I will make uh, decisions about how I will spend or use my money. In light of who God is and what he says, I will make decisions about my purpose in life. And that this starts within my thoughts, how I, how I interpret the world, how I see things, how I interact with things. That, that wisdom will either come from earth or it will come from God. And that's a choice that we get to make. That's a choice that all of us have the opportunity uh, to determine, that God allows you to make that decision. Where will you seek your wisdom? What will you determine as the point for your wisdom, in light of yourself or in light of him? Uh, Proverbs 9.10 says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And we look at that word fear and we say, we don't want to fear God. We don't want to be afraid of God. But in, in actuality, what it's saying is when you understand who God is and you understand he is the creator, he is the authority, he is the point of reference, he is the one that has called you into existence, he is the one that, that, that has established all things. When you understand that, 
you are at the very beginning of wisdom. And that wisdom is to understand that you can now have a relationship with that all-powerful God, that you can be in, in his family, that you can live with him and know him because Christ died for you to have that relationship. Now, I think the challenge in life, and, and, and maybe you agree with me on this, the challenge is that many times we fear the opinions of men. And that's where we find our wisdom. Or we fear uh, missing out. We fear not getting what we want. We fear uh, not having the fun or, or not fulfilling a dream of, of success. And that that fear is where we build our wisdom. And it's a trap, and it's easy to fall into that trap. And so James is trying to say to you, if you're interested in following Jesus, if you're interested in being a disciple, you really have to nail down where are you seeking wisdom from? Who is, who is giving you your wisdom? Are you seeking it from earthly things or from God? And so I want to give you four questions that can help determine where you're seeking your wisdom from. Four questions that, that really can help define for you where your point of reference is when it comes to wisdom. First, I would say, why am I pursuing this? Why am I pursuing this, whether you're in school or at work? Why are you pursuing whatever it is you're pursuing? Is it because it will establish you? Is it because you'll get what you want? Is it because um, it's just what you thought you should always do? Or is there somewhere in that that you say, in light of who God is and what he wants and what he says, I'm going to follow this path. I'm going to walk forward in this direction. I think another very helpful question is, uh, what is the purpose of this relationship? What is the purpose of this relationship? Uh, one of the traps that I found in my own life that, that is so easily uh, fallen into is the trap of using people to get ahead, of, of seeing people as steps up a, a, a floor to get to the next level. Do you see people that way? In your relationships, whether it's your, your spouse or your children or your neighbor or your, your family, uh, whether it's the people you work with or go to school with, uh, what is the purpose of the relationship? Is it for you to serve them? Is it, is it because you know God in light of who he is and what he says, that, that we're to serve each other and we're to support each other and we're to encourage each other? Or, or is, it, is it the earthly wisdom that says, what can I get from this person? How can they help me get ahead? Or how can I get what I want from them? The third good question I think that we should ask ourselves, especially, you know, coming out of a time of quarantine and returning to uh, maybe your job physically or, or you're returning to um, some things in a new way, what gives me security? Uh, maybe your finances are different today than they were two months or three months ago. What gives you security? Is it how much money is in the bank? Is it how much money you're earning? Is your security in your money? Is it uh, is security and success? Is it moving up the, the corporate ladder? Is it, is it being better than others or achieving more than others? James says, be very careful, and he warns us in this, if you're a follower of Christ, um, to not use earthly wisdom, because earthly wisdom will lead to chaos and death. And the fourth question, I think, that, that's a very helpful question to determine, where am I finding my wisdom? Where am I looking at to, to understand and, and to, to really sift through and, and figure out how to apply the actions that I'm going to do is, what is my life's focus? What is your life's focus? If you could sit and just wherever you are and really just close your eyes and think about, what is the focus of my life? Where am I headed? What is motivating me? Why do I do what I do? 
These questions lead us. They force us to deal with that person in the mirror. They force us to, to really take inventory on our lives and to consider the fact, am I, am I truly a follower of Jesus? Am I truly all in when it comes to my relationship to God? Or, or am I really all in on myself and I'm really all in on my own desires and wants? And so as we consider this and we heed this warning and we recognize that there's really these two options of, of where we find wisdom, whether we find wisdom in the earth and, 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 and it's all about me and what I want, or we find wisdom in God and what he, who he is and what he says. And so to, to kind of bring this all together, I would say this to you because um, James chapter 1 verse 5 says that God is generous to those who ask for wisdom. And so would you be willing to ask God for wisdom? Because God gives wisdom and peace to those who want it. If you want wisdom today, if you want the wisdom that is from above, then God says, ask and I will give it to you. But when we ask, we have to believe. I can't ask God to give me wisdom and then hold on to my own way of doing it. Hold on to, to my selfishness. Hold on to my envy. Hold on to my, to my malice. Hold on to my anger against people or, or hold on to these things. So he says you've got to let go of those things. If you truly want the wisdom that I'm going to give you, you have to release these things that maybe you've held on to very tightly in your life. And so as we come back, as, as you return to, to things in your life, and you got to make decisions. Um, let's not look to the flower to help us with wisdom. Let's look to the maker of the flower and ask him to give us wisdom and help us to know that when it comes to school, when it comes to our job, when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to our money, or when it comes to our purpose in life, that we're seeking his wisdom and we're accepting the wisdom he gives us and we're living it out with the actions of our lives, that that reveals the truth of our faith. And so now, this is that opportunity. What is God saying to you? What is he speaking to you? You know, I think about the fact that a lot of our life, we talk to ourselves. We talk to ourselves more than anyone else talks to us. And God is able to speak to you even within your thoughts. He's able to speak to you even within the depths of your soul. If you're willing to listen and open your heart, he will speak to you and he will bring peace. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says that God has given us Jesus as the point of wisdom. That Jesus is the very first point of wisdom in our lives. For me to truly understand life, for me to truly have the wisdom that God wants me to have, it starts with my relationship to Jesus. Have you begun that relationship today? Do you want to begin that relationship today? He says, whoever confesses with their mouth that he is Lord and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead, they will be saved. They will be in right relationship. They will have the righteousness of God in their life. Do you want to begin that today? If that's you, please let us know. Um, you can go to our website, gaten.church uh, slash connect, and there will be a place for you to let us know. If you're watching on our live stream, there's a little prayer button that you can hit, and that'll let us know, and we'll have someone to talk to you right now. But it's a very important decision to make. And I would encourage you, 
Maybe you have made that decision in your life. But as you are thinking through these four questions and as you are thinking about why you do what you do and, and what really motivates you and, and where you're seeking wisdom, you begin to see that it's really not God. It's, it's really more about what you want and your desires. And then you want to hand that over today. I think every day is an opportunity to become more Christ-like, to submit more of ourselves to him. Would you do that today? Would you make a commitment? Would you say, I, I want to be able to answer these questions that in light of who you are, God, and what you've said, I will, I will live this way in all the areas of my life. This is an opportunity for us to worship every Sunday as we gather. Uh, worship is something that we take very seriously and we think is important. Part of our worship is just being generous back to God. As he is generous with wisdom, we want to return that generosity through our tithes and offerings. And so as we sing our final song, as we consider these things of, of how, do I, how do I live with wisdom motivating me to action and, and how do I live out these truths that James has, James has encouraged me in, let us consider what God would have us give. If you're watching us for the very first time or, or you're just checking us out, there's no obligation. We don't, we're not expecting you to give anything. But if you're part of our, our family, you're a member here at Gaten, and, and you see the value of supporting what we're doing here, uh, please ask God what he'd have you give. Uh, faithfulness through this time is very important because we can't do this without all of us together uh, being on mission. And so as we sing our final song, let the Lord speak into your life. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you see that, that God desires to, to just pour his wisdom and love into your life. And, and he's just waiting for you to open and say, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. And so as we sing, let's allow God to pour into our lives.